johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Well, we are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. I'm going to keep it sports today, guys. I got a lot of things I'd love to talk about, but I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it on sports as we are rocking and rolling. Um, talk to me about those hoes, Costi. I know you're on another uh, show that you do. You gave out the, the hoes yesterday, plus 17 and a half points before we get into our normal scheduled NFL programming. And they uh, they won the game outright, sixty eight to sixty two. And this is something I've been saying for years, which is this is where my eighty twenty system will shine in college basketball and in the NBA because it's really not uncommon um, for ten, fifteen, twenty point underdogs to win outright in college basketball, where it is kind of a a big deal in the NFL. Well, the parity in the NFL is the reason why it doesn't happen as often. Um, you know, there's teams that win um, in the NFL numerously with four or five point dogs, but you just don't see that many 14 point, you know, 14 point dogs, 17 point dogs in the NFL win outright consistently. And that's all due to the salary cap because there's a salary cap. It keeps the playing field fairly even year after year when in the NBA, they create super teams. Um, and when you go to college sports, it's never the case. I mean, you have teams, they could develop any type of super team, but it also makes for a larger schedule when there's 30 games in a season in college basketball and 82 games in a season at NFL, I mean, sorry, of NBA, um, there's going to be nights where you could get that big time dog to win out, right? Because it, it doesn't really crush the season of the favorite. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the first couple of days of college basketball already that went down number four, Michigan state lost outright on Monday. Um, there's a couple others that were top profile teams going into the year that lost outright. So without a pre, you know, without a preseason, we just really use uh, data models that we've had for previous years that we just don't, we just more paper trade. We don't give them out. Um, it's more so for to see if the data is correct and if it's going to be productive as the season goes on. But 
without a preseason and you have basically, you know, guys that just graduated high school that are now playing on the team, it's very hard to really dive into college basketball out of the gate unless it's the only sport that you cover and it's the only sport that you basically cover year-round. Those guys are ready. Outside of that, guys that are multifunctional, that are really intertwined in other sports, I mean, one of our sharps originates NBA. Well, you know, when the, when he gives me a breakdown, it's not a breakdown based on stats and performance. It's breakdown based on the line. So just like any other sharp, he falls in love with the team he doesn't fall, I mean, sorry, he falls in love with the price on the game, not the actual team itself. So he'll bounce around information and say, you know, uh, if the Heat are playing today and they played a similar opponent a week ago and the power rankings with this particular team are 1-2, if they were 5 on the road, they shouldn't be 2 at home. They should be even at home because the, the team that they're playing with a common opponent that they had in, in the past um, should make it a pick game, but for, for, for some reason they're getting two points. And I'm just giving an example, not any game in particular, but when you are finding out that the line is wrong based on your own evaluations and your own um, analytics that you're putting together from years of data, not just last year, the year before, this is years and years of data, then you could see if the price is incorrect. And if you're buying the game tonight for tomorrow, are you having an advantage because you believe the line should be different? That's what the sharps basically do when they originate. Now, if you're doing it the other way and you're not originating anything and you don't have any data and you're just chasing what the sharps are already doing their work, then you're, you have, it's, it's screen reading, where you're basically reading screens all day, finding the market inefficiencies on the screen. So, Well, so let, me just say, let me just say, money. as you know, on um, the opening night of college, for all the listeners out there, this is really telling. The opening night of college basketball, I, I decided I was going to screen read, and I bet 22 games, and I went 11 and 11. So even if you sit there and you screen read, like, and I know how to screen read better than anybody, meaning when I say better than anybody, better than any client listening to this, um, that just goes to show you, even when you screen read, yes, you, you, you literally, literally 50%. So all that work, if you're sitting home with the Don Best screen or the Spank Out screen and you know how to read the screen, having the screen doesn't mean you know how to read the screen, you're, you're lucky if you go 50%. So, like, that was a typical night. You know what I mean? And that's a lot of games, and you could chase steam all you want. So, just to give a perspective of guys that are screen readers, those guys are happy with 5 to 7% return on their money wagered. So, that means if you have $10,000 worth of wagers, not winning percentage, 7%. Wagers made throughout an entire week. If you risk in total $10,000 with high volume, you're looking to make around $500 to $700 on your money. So if you scale that on a bigger one and you're trying to, if you risk $100,000, that means you would have to make 
$100,000 wagers per game, and you have to have the bankroll to back it up in case you have a losing day, then you're trying to make five to 7000 a week on your $1,000 a game bet. And, it does, and you might have to bet 25 games in a day if you're a high-volume guy. So the reason why these Sharps are so successful is because they're happy if they have an edge. If they're betting NBA, they have an edge. If they're betting college basketball, they have an edge. The more volume produces more money turned over with a positive expected value that you're getting when you're betting the game and you think the line is going to be advantageous to the closing line. So for guys that are trying to figure out the parlay for the weekend or the guys that are trying to put 50000 on a game with you know, with a $200,000 bankroll, which means they're betting 25%, that is not a strategy that can be sustainable over a long period of time. Sharps don't do that because they realize that bad beats are inevitable and it's going to happen. Injuries are inevitable and it's going to happen. And the refs can play a big role of why you lose the game. So if you know that's part right. of the equation, your max risk for an aggressive trader is 3%. A Which lot of in my conservative, world is- yeah, and conservative guys are 1% to 2%. So there's some guys out there that just say, you know what, I'm a full Kelly Criterion trader. I want to go all in. I have the bankroll to back it up. I'm an aggressive trader by nature. I'm in. So they'll go 3%. And then there's guys that are more conservative by nature, and we recommend going lower. So the product is made for to, for you to not deviate from your comfort level. It's just showing you how to be a successful sports trader long term. Well, I still maintain the 3%. I can debate that with you is just too high for the average person that they can't for high volume, especially with cal- for yeah, lower for high volume, volume. It's just, yeah, I mean, Dave right. Miller is a, is a one, one, one percenter all day yep. long every, but again, the volume is there, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we extract the highest edge plays for our telegram channels. So most of our clients are not playing every single edge because the reality is most people are too busy to sit there and be basically tied to their phones or their computers all of Saturday, all of Sunday. And with college basketball starting, it's basically seven days a week. Most people want passive income where they don't have to do a lot of work. Not saying every client, but a good percentage of the clients don't want to put in hours and hours a day to do this. They want us to be a passive income. So those guys are I just give the highest edges, which still produces, but they're, I, I basically instruct, look, go 3% per play. It's fine. You're not going to be overwhelmed when you're betting three to five college football games a day or three to five NBA games, and it's not going to kill them. So, But for the high volume, like we have with a couple other products that we, we release, that we have other groups that are super high volume, yeah, I mean, 1% is basically the norm. Going more than that, you know, you won't have enough of a bankroll if you're betting 50 games a day. You know what I mean? I do. And, uh, you know, it's funny because you have the desire, clients immediately texting any college basketball, any college basketball, any college basketball. It's like they they, they want it, but 
as like the video that you did yesterday with the uh, our other group, you know, as he said on the on your YouTube video, uh, that is the sport that probably will make most people quit college basketball if they don't know what they're doing. They're going to just get destroyed. In the beginning, it's like people have what's called uh, like I said, it's uh, I don't know if it's like gamblers. Um, it's not gambler's fallacy. It's a gambler's, am, gambler's amnesia. They're excited before, and then all of a sudden they dip their foot into the high volume of college basketball, and it's like, uh-oh. And they're just, like, mortified. Like, I'm looking at the board on 11-11, which is uh, this upcoming Saturday, and it's like, wow. I mean, there is just so many games. And then, you and then you know, you go to college, you know, it, it's just you dip your foot in, and then you get burnt. And so this is what we call a showstopper if you don't know what you're doing in college basketball. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, it's just too many games. I mean, who in their right mind could sit there and think they could they could scale and and follow 82 games on Monday of teams that I would say 95% of the teams in college basketball most people don't know a single player on a team. Not a single. Well, player. you know this one. This this guy right here, the one you're talking, is certainly you're a, you're a hundred. I don't think I, I can. I don't think I could name. Actually, that's not true. I could name one guy because he's he was nice to my son at the shoot around Noah Bachelor at uh, University of Maryland. <laughs> so I can name one guy. That that's about it. You want to get into some NFL before we bring our our, yeah, our man from let's Summerlin some up? Let's do some sharks. So let's here. talk about it. Let's 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 go to. Uh, well, first of all, how about those uh, Ravens? They just they're they're winning. They're covering. I missed them last week. It was when I say I missed them. You know, it's always retrospect. But let's talk about that because that'll give you. We could literally have you talk the whole show on that. They opened at three and a half, and now they're six against the Browns. And they're not in the dog pound. They're right here in Baltimore. And is that the game you're going to? Or no, you're going to the Thursday. No, that following week's game. I don't. Okay. The thing is, I don't, you know, the opening line on this, I think that's the overnight line. That's not the, I mean, that's. I'm looking at, no, no, no. That's what we call the original. It opened at five and a half. I'm not even saying it was better. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the hard. They opened at five and a half, went to six. Yeah, they went to, it started, it opened at five and a half, went to six. I mean, in this situation, I actually would not take the Ravens at all. We're actually on the other side in this matchup on Cleveland. Again, completely different scenario. Last week, we have a West Coast team traveling East Coast for a 1 o'clock slate. Non-divisional. NFC, which we've been very good against. And it's, it's a different ballgame. We usually rise up to the competition and did very well. That's why you saw the blowout. I believe this game is going to be a lot closer. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. For Cleveland, it's a division game. We always play all of them tough. The ones you think you're going to win, you end up potentially losing, especially on the road where you think, oh, you're playing against a backup quarterback. Should be easy. Well, tell that to Pittsburgh that beat us outright. So I love the Browns here in this situation. The Ravens are, I do believe, top three team in the league right now, I think you would have to put Kansas City and um, Philadelphia above them just simply based on record and 
experience, but they're a juggernaut, man. They're they're the team I expected going into the year. This is the healthiest we've seen the Ravens in many years. Both offensive and defensive lines are very good, and that's where it starts. If you have a good defensive line that can get a pass rush, you're going to be a really good defense. Same thing offensively. They're giving Lamar time. He's got more weapons than ever. And so far, you're seeing a very, very good product. So, I mean, this is this is something that I'm very excited for. You're talking about, you know, a potential to a Super Bowl run. And it just makes things more exciting. I mean, we've had the Orioles that were great all year. Disappointing postseason. Let's hope the Ravens are not the same. And we actually have a good postseason run, which I'm well, sure. Well, I mean, every team that did good in baseball, every team that did good in baseball, was disappointing in the postseason because you can have that situation happen in baseball, but it's probably not going to happen in football like we were discussing on uh, one of our other shows. Um, Let's talk about some other marquee matchups. We got the England. I don't know if it's England or Germany. You tell me. I don't care. It's a 9.30 a.m. game. Same place. Same back in Germany again. Okay, got it. Uh, that shows you how little I know or care. Colts minus one. I can't even say on the road, just minus one against the Patriots. Man, these are uh, uh, Dave, 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 Dave W in Tampa just sent me a text. He said, what about lines to the Super Bowl? You don't think he's a little bit of a homer, do you? Well, the lions lost to the Ravens. So mm, I don't know. Sorry, Dave. Well, sorry. To be, to be decided. To be decided so far. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> I tell you what, these games that are the hot, you know, the, the island uh, play that are, you know, the, the national TV games. Can we talk about this before right. we dive in the Patriots? Colts? Sure. Carolina, Chicago, Thursday. Colts, Patriots in Germany. Then you go to Jets, Raiders, Sunday night football, and Broncos, Bills, Monday night football. I mean, you couldn't have asked for worse games for all these high-profile island games. So, uh, you know, sometimes it can produce right. some, good, some good games. But, man, it's some bad teams. Colts and the, the, the Patriots. I mean, I like, in this position, I like the Patriots at home. The Patriots play mm-hmm. much differently um, at home versus the road. The Colts are just as terrible. Um, I know they've had a really good road record. They're 3-1 and on the road, and they've actually covered a lot of the games. But this is a typical spot for the Patriots to have a get-right game. So I, I like the Patriots at home. Well, you said Patriots at home. They're playing in Germany. What's wrong, man? It's basically I lost like, you. Uh, oh, okay. Patriots in Germany. Belichick will cook something up, and I, I think they'll beat the Colts. All right. Well, let's talk about. I'm looking at this board. It really doesn't look that exciting this week. It's. Eh, I'm looking at the numbers: one and a half, six, three, two and a half, three, one, one. Two and a half. Whoa, whoa. Seventeen, six, and one and a half. So check it out. Almost every game, there's so many one, one and a half games this week. But let's move to that game. 
How about those Cowboys laying 17 against the Giants? We know that all the sharp guys, not, I don't even say all the sharp guys, just the auto betters of double digit dogs will be all over the Giants. What's your take? Because they, they look bad, man. Oof. That's 17 points is a ton. Um, I like the Giants in this spot. It's a set, it won't, let's say it's a ton till it isn't a ton. Well, I mean, right? we got it at 17 early line, so. I really like that spot for them, getting 17. That's a lot of points. Divisional game. Can I see the Cowboys blowing them out? Sure. But this is the, we're, we're playing numbers for a reason. And playing numbers gives us an edge. I mean, we so far this season in the NFL, I think we're 62%, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. So I, whatever my groups give me, I'm a hundred percent following it. I don't deviate. I don't oh, have well, my that opinion. We know. Right, 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 right. So it's it's a typical spot where you know the everything shows that Dallas is going to cover. They're three and zero against the spread at home, while the Giants are one and four against the spread on the road. Again, this is all closing number. This is not if you got them right. at an early price at some point. I'm just giving you data from an early number and. Look, they they've been very good at home. Uh, Dallas is. You sound real. I want to tell you, you sound very good. The by the way, you, how you feeling? You sound really good. Yeah, terrible. I'm still here. You still going to the wedding on Sunday, Saturday? I have two. I have two weddings. I have a wedding on Saturday, and then I have a brunch wedding on Sunday. If if I could just, hopefully, I get worse. So I literally can't leave. You're young, man. So it's, you're young. You're 40. I'm 50. So you go to the weddings. I go to the divorce parties. Because you get about it. The average over under in every marriage is about nine and a half years. It's on it probably yeah, nine and a half years. So think about all those, those two weddings that you're going to. It's a fact. One of them in 10 years will be there'll be a divorce party. Not even me knowing anything about the people. Just talk about just betting on numbers. of all marriages end in divorce. So therefore, if you go to two weddings this Saturday, it's guaranteed, not even up for debate, one will be in divorce in 10 years. So make sure that both of those people know that whoever, whichever one that is, they should have a divorce party. (laughs) Small sample size of two people. Not a small sample size at all. That's probably the biggest lock of all locks. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about the Green Bay Steelers game because uh, you know Steelers have a big following and again it's a man it's a wild lot it's a wild board this week with these short numbers Steelers three at home and um, you know they are five cool, thank three you. ATS <clears throat> and then we got Big Troy on the phone right now and uh, what's happening we got Big what's Troy happening, guys? before. What's up? Well, I want to hear his, his Steelers breakdown, then we're going to bring you on board. We're going to talk about some, some wise guy betting. You got it. So what's up with no, that yeah. Steelers game? Hard Steelers at home. Steelers yeah, it's home tricky. Been really good. So that's not one that's uh, on our radar, but it's a tricky game. So let me ask you, Troy, is uh, Dallas on your radar at 17, or is that money line a little too high? Yeah, that's a little bit out of our reach. <laughs> I don't even know if just actually let me log into one of my books and see if they actually put a money line on these games. 
on the on those crazy numbers. Let me log in right now. Hold on. It's going to be like a boxing match, like minus five thousand. I don't. I guess people will put them in parlays if they offer money lines. That's what they'll do. They'll just they'll throw them in ten leg parlays and try to steal. And then you have guys that are going to try to tease it down, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, parlays and teasers will be big on that matchup. So let me see. Well, I want why I'm looking it up. If there's one, do you guys take a – you guys figure out, what do you think the line should – oh, I got it. So what do you – I got it. So what's the money – what do you think the money line should be? I got it right here. I could bet it right now. Uh, I'm going to say 2900 What do you say, uh, Costi? Thirty uh, twenty five hundred. Both were so off; it wasn't even close. So it's uh, this is at uh, one of the respected books. I'm not going to even give them the the marketing. It's uh, at this one. It's minus fourteen thirty on Dallas, and wow. plus eight hundred on the Giants. And then I'm going to log into a so fourteen hundred. Now I'm going to log into another one because I got every app here on my phone. Obviously, in the state of Maryland. Um, I'm going to log into another one and see what the difference is. That's crazy, even that, 1430. And there's going to be some guy that's going to fly to Vegas and he's going to bet 143000 to win a guaranteed ten grand. <laughs> I just can't even imagine doing that. But there's, there's guys out there that will do it. Yeah, that's rough. 1430. So let's see what this uh let me go to this new one. Let me go to the other this other book. NFL week ten. Let's see here. Is it week ten or week nine? I'm sorry. What are we, week nine? Or we, yeah, we're at week nine. No, week ten. Oh wow. It's ten already? Man, that's unbelievable. Uh let's see here. So look, this the other one was fourteen thirty and eight hundred. This one is fifteen hundred and eight seventy. So you're going to get a little differential between, but basically you got to lay fifteen to one, you know, on on Dallas. And you know it's funny because I think last week we were talking about teasers, and I think everybody put Kansas City in the teaser. And it basically, it's like you just know that if you wait till post. That eight hundred on the Giants will go to like nine hundred or a thousand, and that fifteen will go like up to seventeen, eighteen, because people are going to just take the, a stupid game like that and just put them in parlays, money line parlays. Yeah, people are a lot of people. Those double digits, they'll uh, tease them up as much as they can, <clears throat> so they'll try to you know get you know uh, the Giants at you know plus twenty three and a half or something like that. So yeah, so let's talk about points. that. Why is it in why is it in your world they'll tease up the dog and in the in the public world they like to tease down the favorite. So like the public yeah. will not do what you just said. The public will not do what you just said. They'll try to pull it down to ten. We'll try to tease yeah. Dallas down to ten. You know the the average you know guy that goes into a casino they're not they're they're all they're keying on favorites, and um, they'll just try to get as many points off the favorite as possible. But like you know, I heard Mike mention this Giants game. You know, one touchdown for the Giants—that's a whole different outlook. 
for the Cowboys. And they got to score four touchdowns just to win the game. So uh, um, it's tough, you know. I mean, I would I would take all the points I could on the Giants, and I wouldn't even mess around with the Cowboys knocking them down to what twelve, twelve and a half. I would I would put all the points on the uh, on the underdog, especially at especially starting out at seventeen and a half. So how did you do last week in your? Uh, I know on college. We're not going to mention the teams. I know you had a really good day on college. And uh, yeah, I think I can't remember. How did you do in the NFL last year? I can't remember. I think we went two and one. And you had a, we had a, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we went two and one. We had one game and you know, I don't even know who they, who they played, but uh, we had Atlanta and they just got their last possession. They just, their defense just crumbled on us. We lost, I think with like seven seconds or something like that on that game. Now the, uh, the, the college, the college is something new to you. Cause I know for like, I was begging you to do college for like 20 years and, uh, and you, you've been pretty damn good with the college. So yeah, like that, that was, that you, was our, your clients know, son, playing the son. college or is that something that you're just like running on a beta test and letting guys like me look at, or do you actually have, you know, your, your hardcore whale clients betting the college or are they just still involved in the pro sports? Yeah, it's uh 50, 50. So we, um, we've rolled that out about three years ago with college and my son manages that, but um, no, it's going good, you know, but the guys we've had for 17 years or so, they're just sticking to the pro baseball, football, basketball deal. So and what's your deal with the NBA? When do you start running number? I know you don't do anything in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll probably let about almost three weeks, four weeks go by. Got so, it. Nothing. nothing so what about you? Uh, you? You're not. You're, you're never going to be betting like 22, 25 uh, college basketball games a day like Dave. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, <laughs> that's too. That's too much. I. I, I would. Uh, I wouldn't have any hair on my head. No, that's too much. He's like I said, that guy's like Superman. He, uh, you guys have seen him, you know, at his house and his. Well, either, here's why he's Superman it has nothing to do with winning is that he's literally the only person that I have ever met that truly says I have no emotion and truly like there's people that say I have no emotion. But they're full of it. The minute they hit a losing streak, you can see that they crack like a like a like an egg, and the yolk is yeah. dripping out of the bottom of the egg. Like I have literally seen this guy like lose for two weeks straight in the last fifteen years, and he'll just say, "I'm running bad. I'm running bad." That's it. like literally, and I'll try to even like, "Come on, man, are you really like, are you really in a, are you really in a good mood?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm in a great mood." I'm just part of the business. Like in, in every client that I talk to, I try to stress the psychology of the wagering that you have to be like that fundamentally strong with a iron constitution, but you don't see it in practice by many because it's not, everybody usually has a breaking point when they tip. And this guy is like Teflon, man. He, I mean, Kasi, like, you know, he never, have you ever seen a guy upset about losing ever? No, definitely not. 
I used to think it was an yeah. act. I used to think it was uh, like, a, I used to think it was like, he, yeah, I'm cool. And then he would go in the room and like punch holes in the wall. But it literally is, is legit. Like he does not care about daily results, streaks, win streaks, losing streaks. Doesn't care about any of that. And so, you know, I always say, if you're going to take the tools from the pros, take the tools that have nothing to do with that. Cause think about it. What can we all control? We, can, we certainly can't control the outcome of a game. The only thing we can control is how we act. Yeah, he uh, he's a machine. You know, I mean, the volume number one that he does, he's in the one percent category. You know, in the betting world, and number two, the uh, amount of capital he's uh, tying up. He again, he's in the one percent category. So he's. You know, like you said, I've seen a lot of people, even my own clients, uh, they're, uh, they go ballistic. You know, they just melt and, uh, they get over it. But, um, yeah, Dave, uh, he's the exception to the rule. No doubt. He's got a great reputation in Vegas here and, um, he's, he's, he's a professional. How, how about you? How about you? How about you? I've never really seen you melt down. No, you're pretty no, I, solid. I, I I uh I I just have my buddy come to my house and we go watch the Joker. <laughs> and uh we we don't we don't really watch the games but uh no you know there's obviously I hate to lose at anything and uh I I'm not going to lie I do get a little bent sometimes but I get more upset at the coaching part of it not the players cuz those guys are out there every weekend just you know, knocking heads and, uh, they're going to have outliers. And, you know, our software predicts that, that we're going to lose 40% of the time. So I already know that going into it. So that doesn't bother me, but you know, some of these coaches and general managers, the stuff they do, that's the stuff I'm like, what is, how do these guys still have a job? So, but not what do you always say himself. to me? I could coach better than these guys. You, every, that's your whole, that's, right. that's your way of venting. Like you're always like when you I do really, decide to watch the games. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I so do let me ask you, like with te- let me ask you with teams that are on a run on the, against the spread, how does your math model play into that? So, you know, uh, Detroit and Jacksonville, you know, back to um, our, my good friend, Dave's Detroit team. Detroit and Jacksonville, believe it or not, Jacksonville and Detroit are the two best teams to bet on so far this season. Both teams mm-hmm. are six and two ATS. You are 12 and four combined. If every week all you did was bet Detroit and Jacksonville. So how does that, does that even come into play as one of the parameters in your modeling? And then you look at a team that gets, keeps catching money every week, which is Carolina. Carolina is one and six and one ATS. They're the worst team to bet on in all of football. So when you have the outliers at the top, Detroit and Jacksonville, and you have the outliers in the bottom, which are actually three teams, one of which is playing in, in Germany this week. Carolina is one, six and one. New England is two and seven. And your Atlanta team that you had last week is two and seven. So the three worst yeah. teams to bet on. Atlanta, New England, and Carolina, and the two best teams to bet on are Detroit and Jacksonville. Do you account that into your 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 modeling, or is it just not even accounted for? It's not accounted for. 
the the situational part of the algorithm is it kind of looks for teams that are not first place teams playing last place teams because you know that those lines would be either decent spreads against us uh, or the money lines would be you know basically untouchable. So we try to the software kind of gears in the teams that are like second place teams playing fourth place teams or somewhere along those parameters. But um, yeah, it, it's not it's not set up to look for teams that are on uh, winning trends or anything like that. It's just where they at at the present time in the season and what are their current stats along with their current injuries. Right. And what's interesting is when you look at the actual overall record of the NFL, the, for the, this has been years, it's been dogs winning. Uh, there's a 52% edge to the favorites right now. So for all the listeners, if you bet every favorite to cover the spread in the NFL, you're 67, 61 and eight, 67 wins, 61 losses and eight pushes. You are literally six games over 500, which means you're down with the juice, obviously. Now, here's the most amazing stat, and I want to talk about this. I just cannot believe how none of these teams can score. Like, when I say these teams can't score, what's going on? 83 and 52. You are up 31 units if you just bet the under in every NFL game. If you just be, and if you look at these lines this upcoming weekend, look at them. They're anemic. 43, 37, 41, 38, 39, 42, 38, 36, uh, 44. The highest, uh, the highest game for the entire week is 48 on the Houston Texans Bengals game. Like you don't even have a fifty anywhere. So what do you, what do you, Costi? What do you think the reason is for this lack of uh, offensive uh, action in these NFL games this this year? They can't make the lines low enough. So <clears throat> they always do that. I mean, it's, it's the, the reality is, you know, no, it's never been this and even this. What's that? It's never been this anemic with no scoring in the NFL. It's, it's tough to say, man, because uh, it always averages out, right, at the end of the year? So, uh, not really. I mean, so far it's not. I've been waiting year? for it to turn for a reversion of the mean. It just keeps rolling, man. Better defenses? That's all you can really say. I mean, you really – Unless you're doing a deep dive, figure it out. I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that. What about you? Do you do any totals on your uh, model, uh, Troy? Do you look at the fact that no nobody's scoring? Yeah, I mean, in a season across the board um, for the you know the three major sports for us, we probably it have about eight percent for the whole year for totals. Right. For baseball, you know, basketball and football. Um, I think, you know, there's some, you know, injuries that can contribute. You know, there's been some, uh, key quarterbacks that have been gotten, you know, have, have gotten hurt early. Uh, but I think to what Mike said is, 
you know, uh, it will level out to some degree and, you know, you'll see scores in the, in the fifties and, you know, high fifties and then it will kind of balance out. But I think the only thing is it could be injuries, offensive injuries, uh, that, uh, that are affecting the low lines or, or the over unders right now. But the surprise, I mean, as bad as the Giants are, I mean, the Raiders are absolutely garbage when it comes to, their secondaries and, and stuff like that coverage. And I was kind of surprised at that, that game, to be honest, but um, how, how bad the giants really did play against the Raiders. I mean, here it's like, I'm almost tempted. And for all the listeners out there, don't do this. Cause what I do, you know, I can preach, I don't have to practice what I preach. Um, but I mean, you're almost, I'm almost tempted now that they keep pulling down the numbers because they, the games won't go over. You just literally flat bet every game over this week. Because if you're looking for a reversion of the mean, you're exactly 50% through the season. Week 9 ended, now you're going to go from week 10 to 19. So this is it. You are 50. They're doing their job perfectly on the point spreads. They can't get it right on the spreads, on the totals. So now, literally, if it's supposed to quote-unquote even out, revert back to the mean, you basically could just bet every over for the next 10 weeks, and you should probably have a positive expectation. Or it just keeps yeah, that, running, but I, I don't see it. I, I can't see the the totals going from being up thirty one units to the under to being up sixty one units to the under. I just can't see it. Maybe maybe it breaks even at worst. May, if you bet every over, maybe at the for the next ten weeks, maybe you just break even and lose big. At the worst, yeah. I don't see I don't see you getting smashed like you would have been if you were playing every over flat betting it from week one to week nine. One of my clients is in Toronto and, and uh, Eric, you know who he is, but they're just teaser betters. And uh, I guarantee you he's going to be using those totals and teasing them down and betting them over. Uh, oh, I know that for a fact. Okay. So he'll, he'll tease them down because up there, I think, you know, he's got, uh, I don't know if steak is, I don't think you're allowed to use it in the States yet, but uh yeah, it's they one got, of those things like Drake pushes, yeah, in Canada, yeah. Yeah, they uh I know they got really uh easy lines that they can buy up to I I think even seven and a half and so I'm sure they're gonna buy the totals down and bet it over, but yeah, it should balance out at some point. So what do you think, uh Costi? Should I just bet every game over for the next ten weeks? For a reversion no. of the mean on my thirty-one units. Mm-mm. Come on, man. No. Or Dave would yeah. say that's square. That's square. Very square, say, right? Yep. Very square. I think every year I get a phone call though saying, "Man, see, if you would have just bet Baltimore Orioles, you would have made money." I think I get that call every year from you. Two two years in a row. We'll see what happens next year. Next year they're really going to be right. supposed to be really good next year. But the thing is, in the last two years they didn't adjust their numbers. So since they didn't adjust their numbers, um, you know, we'll see if they adjust in this year. Speaking about you're calling me from Las Vegas, let's talk about the Sunday night game. But you both can pick at that since uh, you're right there, Troy. Let me ask you, Troy, do you ever go to the games? Because you've never once invited neither him nor I to a Raiders game. Yeah, the That's the Sunday night is, game. Raiders are right. a one-and-a-half-point dog at home against the lovely, delicious Jets. 
and they also have the distinction since we've been talking about totals of being the lowest total on the board in the NFL this week at a mere opening of 36 and a half. And now it's been bet down to 36. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well, not, it's definitely we... not a game. It's definitely not a game for us. So, well, I'm actually going to uh, be there. I'm going to be in Vegas, Troy, December 7th through the 10th. Right. So while I'm right. on air, I have to put I have to put this in writing. Are you going to get me on the Summit Country Club? No problem. I might not be here, but I promise you, you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not really worried hey, about seeing you. I just want to get on the you, Summit. I know you. You guys asked one time, and and I think we were there within an hour. That's true. Behind Tom Brady. Well, I'm the designated driver with a cigar in my mouth. I don't, I don't, play, I don't waste my time swinging. Right. Yeah. You guys saw yeah, we, we, my we played Troy. We played it up. PGA National, um, with a business partner of ours. Uh, I guess this was in uh, August. And Eric's driving behind us. We keep, we keep losing him because he's smoking, typing. He's got two phones. We keep turning around. Where's Eric? That was like the, the joke. Where's Eric? He's just missing. It's so windy that day. And all we just can't even find him. So he's actually not going to be on the trip with me to Vegas. So I'm not going to need a designated driver. I'll just have, uh, you know, designated players with me. Yeah. Well, you know, Nick, will, he'll go out there with you, no doubt. But absolutely, that's a, that's a given. Not a problem at all. Appreciate it. Yep. We just so can't let's have talk Eric about up some the, other up on the T box. Yeah, I don't like I said. What's that? You just give me a bicycle and head me up to the mountains in Red Rock. I'm good. Um, let's talk about that Atlanta team that's two and seven. They're actually a road favorite, minus one and a half at Arizona. Let's, what do we What do we got on that, guys? What's that one more time? Uh. The two and seven Atlanta Falcons ATS are a one and a half point road favorite at Arizona, flying from the East Coast to the West Coast. Well, it looks like uh, Arizona's getting their QB one back after his uh, injury IR designation. He hasn't played a game all year. Usually, that sets up failure uh, for a team. It doesn't matter how good of a player you are not playing and not seeing the game speed hurts. I like uh I like Atlanta in this spot. Short short dog, I mean short favorite. They're not great against the spread, but they are 4 and 5. They don't have to really be against the spread when they're only laying um a point and a half. So, I don't see them winning the game by one. This is a game either they win by 6 or 7 or they're going to lose outright. It's not going to really matter, but I I do like Atlanta in the spot here with a very um, not ready Kyler Murray coming back. They're one and eight on the year. Their best player they shipped off to. I mean, you could say his best player. He was having a really good year. Joshua Dobbs. They shipped off in a trade to Minnesota where he came in off the street, but because he was already playing in the NFL all year, he was able to succeed and win the game for them, which was miraculous. But he didn't even have one rep with the starting offense for Minnesota. So I like Atlanta in the spot. I would, I wouldn't even take them on the spread. I would take them on the money line. 
What, and all yeah, right, well, let me ask you both about the number one team against the spread. Detroit opened up at one and a half. They're now popping threes everywhere at the Chargers. And we just watched the Chargers on Monday night take care of the Jets. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's uh, again that's a that that's a, a game that um, that that game is again pretty close for us. I you know the Atlanta game. I agree with Mike. Um, the Atlanta game doesn't look you know unbelievably powerful against uh, Arizona, but um, Atlanta is the only one I could. So let me ask you, that, what do you what do you do what do you do on a week where you have one, uh, two? Three, four, uh, five, six. You have six games under three, so you really limit your trick because you're always looking to for the the, I guess the higher. You're always analyzing the good team versus bad team. So what do you like? Do you just have a week like where you just might sit out because there's so much parity? Yeah, this is one of those weeks. I mean, we only have one matchup right now that we're going to go with. And, you know, if uh, there's some real key questionable injuries in that matchup, uh, we might just be uh, playing golf. So um, it's, it's a real bad, it's a real bad week of matchups for sure. And uh, um, if this one, if this one game doesn't come out um, the way we like it, as far as the injuries, then uh, we won't have any wagers. And so how long, like in your personal betting, when you're running around town, trying to get money down, how, like what's, is it days in advance or is it hours in advance? Like versus Dave, where he's already, you know, he's already bet his, you know, he could have already bet the entire board up by Tuesday and, you know, he's not doing any of that running around. So like uh, yeah, you know I know your your system's different. So w- like, what's your time frame? We have 24 hours. So to literally lay off cash in Vegas uh, is is around 24 hours is our notice. You mean and you can't for our clients? It's, no, uh, for the clients that we have, we give them at least four hours because you know most of our clients are online or you know, have private books or whatever. Right. Um. Let's talk about this game. My son thinks this is one of the best teams in the NFL. I don't know. But they're playing the number one team beside Detroit against the spread. And it's San Francisco minus three. My son's very high on them. Um, And, uh, or he was earlier in the season. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it lately. Um, I don't know if things have changed. San Fran minus three at Jacksonville. And again, Jacksonville is beside Detroit, the number one team to bet on for your pocketbook. I think your son's on the right side of that game. What about you, uh, Mike? I'm I'm with, uh, I'm with them as well. I can't hear you. You're, 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 it's like you're gone. I said I'm with your son as well on this one. That's it? I can't get nothing else out of you? Jeez. You guys are killing me today. Trouble, trouble talking at this point. You hear that? He's, tell like everybody why you have trouble talking. Teach people what not to do when it comes to vapes. Go ahead. Come on. Give it up. 
and it's nothing to do with the vape. It's a buddy of mine. We gave me some nasal <coughs> something over the weekend, and I was at a uh, it's called a, a super spreader event this past weekend in Florida. Got something. I don't have kids yet, so I know all those uh, all those men uh, br- brought their kids' germs to the event. So, you know, I'm, I'm not immune to kids. I'm immune to everything else from adults, but kids I'm not immune to. You got to get healthy before the weddings. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Troy, I'm like you, buddy. He, my man is Mr. Social. There's social media, and then there's social. I've never seen a guy with more social events in my life. In my life. Yeah. The guy's literally booked up four or five months in advance. This weekend, that weekend. This, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow, except got, what time I got to be at carpool. That's it. He's a, he's a celebrity. I mean, what can you he's say? He's a celebrity. Like Everybody wants, you know, they say, be like Mike. Everybody wants him. Unbelievable. He comes in week one of the NFL season. He says, listen, I'm going to be gone week six. I'm going to be gone week seven. I'm going to be gone week eight. I'm going to be gone week nine. I got a meeting here on the, huh? I got a, huh, in 2024. And I'm, and he's like Trump. He's booked out to 2025. I've never seen it. Isn't he blowing up on social media on uh, YouTube about unbelievable? Uh, sports t- yeah, God, the yeah, guy's unbelievable. Got three thousand people. They all want him here. They all want him there. Soon it's going to be. Yeah. Look, he, I'm already not even in my office right now. He guy literally took over my office. I'm sitting out on the, in the hallway right now with the headset on. Could you believe that? Nice. I got, I got, nice. I, I got, I got displaced. They're always trying to displace the Jews, Troy. What, Troy? They're always trying to displace the Jews. This is another week of Sports Insider Radio. We'll be back next week. Good day, good luck, boys. Later.